Have you ever wanted to live forever? To possess superhuman intelligence or strength? Or even to be raised from the dead? Stay in this episode to know more. No muevas, alguien me copia. Por favor, alguien responda. No sé qué pasó ni si llegué al lugar de destino, solo veo fuego alrededor de mí. No se despeguen de esa transmisión, voy a estar compartiendo tips de viajes, nuevos desarrollos tecnológicos y algunas historias del multiverso. The popularity of transhumanism lies in the fact that it responds to aspirations like this and engages with the most persistent and tantalizing desires of humankind. From time immemorial, the stories that we have told ourselves have conjured up visions of supernatural powers, immortality, and natural abundance. And for equally long, we have used myths and tales to explain away the hardships of life, like death, illness, and pain. Even with the epic of Gigalmesh, The oldest reading story we possess tells the story of a king who adventures across the earth in search of everlasting life. Even the Bible engages with similar themes with the banishment of Adam and Eve from the Garden of Eden. Humanity was tuned to experience mortality and to undergo the sufferings that characterize human life stories like this. And naturally, our will to end suffering is as old as humanity itself. With the decline of faith and the growth of science, the myths have been transformed into a whole universe of emerging technologies. We can now begin to plan our quest for immortality. Transhumanists believe that we can halt aging, we can use technology to improve our minds and bodies, and ultimately that we can literally unite our physical bodies with ever-advancing technology, such as uploading our minds to the cloud, and also approach cyborgism in the process. In this way, transhumanists propose to liberate us from the limitations of our biology. In some cases, the science underlying these goals is contested. In other cases, the ideas just seem plain crazy. Many people with the desire to live indefinitely had pinned their hopes to the Alcor Life Extension Foundation. This foundation offers their customers a significant discount if they opt to have their heads cut off. That's because Alcor specializes in cryonic suspension, the long-term preservation of bodies after death, and it is far easier to store your disembodied head than your entire cadaver. According to Max Moore, which, by the way, is an invented name, there is a brief window between clinical death and the actual breakdown of the body, and it is during this gap before the process of decay sets that this company intervenes. Then they take your body to the Arizona desert where some preparatory surgery takes place. This operation involves drilling holes into your skull so that your brain can be inspected as well as the replacement of your blood with a cryoprotectant preservative liquid. You can be stored indefinitely in liquid nitrogen. This means that if scientists of the future ever learn how to revive corpses, you'll be well-preserved and ready to be brought back into life immediately. This technology might one day allow us to scan brains in order to extract their mental data on a computer. However, this process, according to Michael Hendricks, a neurobiologist at McGill University, has set belief in reanimation and mind simulation is a 
false hope. The process that Alcor imagines scientists are simply beyond the promise of technology. Hendrik even argues that we should be angry with people who profit from cryonic suspension. And I actually agree with him. I get mad when people try to make profit with false promises. Like, who likes to be cheated? No one. Max Moore, on the other hand, said that he never guaranteed that his customers will be brought back to life. In fact, he says, the philosophy of his company is simply that cryonic suspension is worth a shot. In a way, this attitude seems to underpin the transhumanist movement as a whole. For people who pride themselves of the scientific rigor of their ideas, transhumanist faith in the future often seems to approach religious conviction. One way to avoid the problems associated with reanimation and the duplication of minds is simply to avoid dying. Aubrey de Grey, an English biomedical scientist, says we shouldn't regard aging and death as a natural and unavoidable aspects of life. In the contrary, he argues aging is an illness which can be cured. Longevity escape velocity. It's a theory that suggests that our medical treatments will eventually allow life expectancy to increase by more than a year every year. In other words, longevity escape velocity predicts a world in which the growth of life expectancies outspaces our actual aging, prolonging life indefinitely. As the Gray puts it, this would allow us to remain one step ahead of the problem of growing old. Transhumanists say that today we are addressing secondary issues like Alzheimer, diabetes, and cancer. But they say that we should tackle the root cause of these diseases, which is aging itself. In a nutshell, transhumanists and cyborgs specifically see humans as breakable creatures prone to fail and to make mistakes, so we should use technology to avoid those mistakes. And now, probably you are wondering why I call myself a cyborg. Well, I have a different approach to these theories. It all started with the Mayan culture. When I was studying the fifth grade of elementary school, I remember the teacher was explaining us the cosmovision of that culture. The Mayas, they were looking at the stars and they saw some lights that were following them until they reached the center of that star. Then they looked down and they saw a paradise, perfect to start a city in the name of the gods. So they also believed that when they died, they would have direct access there. I was a little kid imagining to be a Maya, interacting with my partners, imagining Kukulkan flying in the sky as a big serpent of fire. I still can see the heads rolling down until they reach the ground. I have always been amazed by my culture. The Mayas were using a natural technology called the human mind, which allowed them to understand the movement of the star. But it was not so long ago when I was maybe gone forever traveling in my own country, the belly button of the moon, Mexico, discovering the Mictlan, the universe of the dead of the Zapotecs, looking at the sun stone in the Anthropology Museum in Mexico City, where the best Aztec warriors were sacrificed. I climbed the pyramids of Palenque, where exactly the same heads were still rolling down. Why and how we were so proud to die? What did the shaman see? What did they hear when I reached the desert of San Luis Potosí, right in the heart of Mexico? I had the opportunity to interact with a Huichol family, a community of nomads, wandering for 40 days just to reunite themselves with the grandfather's spirit. One cold night in the desert, we went to collect the sacred medicine called peyotl to finally find the key to open the doors of perception. In Huxley's words, we were standing there, 
five humans from all over the world trying to survive the night together. The shaman gave us his blessing and he started to play the drums. Boom, boom, boom. Can you hear the drums? Are you feeling the drums? Why are there drums everywhere, in every culture of the planet? Why is that same heartbeat that exists in different states of transformation? The shaman continued and we knelt there. He called the spirit of our ancestors. And as his drum beat started to be faster, I lost myself in the heartbeat of this drum. I had to lose my ego, an ego lost moment. All of a sudden I climax in an explosion of movement of fire. I howled like a wolf. I fell to the ground. We were no longer human. I twitched like a bird. I was an eagle flying to the big and shiny animal. Once I reached the sky, I looked down and I saw the fire. I saw ourselves reunited there. Suddenly the clouds started to shine. In that moment, I discovered we are just part of everything, of every single particle. We don't die. We just transcend into another state of energy. I brought you to this moment of transcendence because at this moment in time, we collectively must transform this into reality. We must listen to our soul. In that moment of transformation where we lose our egos and we create the next humanity. Thank you very much, mis queridos nomadic cyborgs. This is my first episode in English and I felt really, really inspired to tell you this story and I want to do more. So if please, if you like it, if you reach the end of this episode, please let me know. Send me a DM on Instagram. I am Travelhund. Travelhund on TikTok. Travelhund on Twitter. Travelhund everywhere. I am currently working full time again in this personal project, in this personal mission to create a nomadic community. The plan is that here in Amsterdam, we will bring people together in order to learn how to, how to do podcasts, how to do a blog, how to do content creation, how to do photography, to learn and to inspire others to also be reunited. The mission is to unify the world. And that's also the reason why I will keep Spanish, English, and now Dutch as main languages of Travelhund. Thank you very much, and I send you all my good vibes to you. Have a beautiful week. Thank you.